looks like it's starting again. We're gonna try this again. Hopefully. All right, welcome. Hi, Mike. Thank you for coming back. Welcome to C U M X H A K U. Um, I found I have this song on my playlist today, and I thought it's perfect for right now for what happened. <laughs> they had me. Hi, Nana. They had me restart my modem. Didn't work. Um, and then they said, oh, well, then you're going to have to wait till tomorrow to have somebody come out. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I called back. And of course, you can't talk to anybody. You have to talk to a machine. They restarted the modem and now it's working. So fingers crossed. I'll be able to make it throughout the show. Um, oh, it looks like I lost my. I hope it's not happening again. Um, all right, so I'm going to turn off Manic Monday, um, because like I said, that's one of the Prince songs I'm going to be playing later. Oh, you are there. See, it's weird because it's not showing that you're, it's not showing that you're live. It's strange. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to even let me say hello. Let me see if it'll let me say, um, cause it wasn't letting me, well, it's let me at least do that. That's weird. It's not showing you in the live part. I mean, it's showing you in the chat, but it's not showing that you're live. <laughs> it's weird. All right. So we are going to start with um, going back to the word of the day, quote of the day, all that good stuff, how I usually start my show. My word of the day today is integrity. Um, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Okay. Um, here's the quote. Integrity means that if our lives, our private lives were suddenly exposed, we'd have no reason to be ashamed or embarrassed. 
Integrity means that our outward life is consistent with our inner convictions. And that is actually a quote by Billy Graham. So, um, do you believe you have integrity and what does integrity mean to you? Um, integrity is defined as the quality of being honest or having strong moral principles. People with integrity are generally known to be trustworthy, honest, and kind. It is such an important quality to have. Um, learning how to behave with integrity can help you build meaningful relationships. You should strive to surround yourself with others that have integrity. Um, but telling, but telling if someone has what is considered true integrity and not just faking it, it's kind of hard sometimes. There are many fakers out there. <laughs> um, here are some behaviors of true a person with true identity. They take responsibility for their actions. Um, when you have integrity, it is about having a very high level of honesty. Um, when someone is um, strong enough to take responsibility for their actions, um, you know that they are an honest person. People with integrity choose to do the right thing even when it's difficult to do so. Hi, BP. Thanks for coming back. My modem's finally working. <laughs> um, they help others in need by putting their needs above their own. Um, in a world where everyone tends to focus on themselves, they, they put others' needs before theirs. This is because people with true um, integrity have no problem helping others and do so happily. Um, they do not jump to conclusions. They always give others the chance to explain themselves. Yes, explain yourself. <laughs> they are respectful to everyone. They know that everyone deserves respect and to be treated like a human being. Nowadays, others with no respect, people have um, people with integrity will never be caught being rude to others, even when they think no one is. They are. Um, you will always show up to. Um, they will always show up to their obligations. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. You always know you can count on them because they keep their word. A person with true um, integrity knows that there is strength in being kind instead of choosing to be a jerk. <laughs> you would never say something nice. They would never say something nice to your face and then talk behind your back or be in a conversation with somebody else who is talking about you behind their back. Um, integrity is another trait that um, is like a muscle. You can develop it over time. It is a trait that everyone should strive to have in their lives. Living a life of integrity means that we never have to spend time or energy questioning ourselves. When you listen to your heart and do the right thing, life becomes simple. Our lives and our actions are open for everyone to see, so we don't have to worry about hiding anything. It helps to it helps determine your reputation. This is because they are consistently real about who they are and stay genuine when with what they think and how they feel. To them, honesty is the most important. Um, I'm sorry, I just lost my space. To them, honesty is the most important than appearing to be perfect. So you can count on their reaction and words are expressing their true feelings and honest intentions. So keep up the good work. Remember you are appreciated and you're not alone in being on
love. So here's one last quote. And integrity is choosing your thoughts and actions based on your values rather than personal gain. And that's by Chris Hartman. You got this. I believe in you. So a little bit about integrity. Yeah, that was... I started when you first... Well, when, before I started with the word of the day with Manic Monday. It was the first song on my list that was written by Prince. And I thought, oh, perfect. This morning, I was hoping I wouldn't have any issues, but when I wasn't letting me like send anything in the chat, I was like, what is weird? But even still, I think there's something wrong with Podbean because it's not showing Mike like as an active listener. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right, so I'll turn this off. The, I know it shows. BP, I see BP, and it shows C-U-M-X-H-A-K-U, but it does not show you. <laughs> Strange. Um, oh, my gosh, how weird. There you are. Now you're in there. <laughs> now, did you just go out and come back in? Because now you're up there. It's strange. All right, I don't know what's going on with <laughs> Yeah, now you're in there. You're up there now. It's strange. You're up there now. I don't know. Tripping me out today. All right, so um, here's your joke of the day. Um, what did the grape say when it got stepped on? Nothing. It just let out a little wine. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> okay. This one's really gross. This one's really gross to come out for me to say, but it's funny. It's just really gross, but it's funny. Hi, Bam Bam. <laughs> you missed a good joke. I'll have to say, it. I'm going to say it one more time for Bam Bam. Okay. <laughs> what did the grape say when it was stepped on? Nothing. It just let out a little wine. <laughs> I know. I cracked myself up. All right. This next one's really gross, but here we go. What's the difference between an oral thermometer and a rectal thermometer? Oh, so gross. The taste. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I know terrible, right? Um, so you remember when they, do they even do that anymore? I know they do it with babies, but do they do it with humans? Like big humans? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I like humans. I mean, they do it with little babies and animals. Like when you take your dog in, can't say open your mouth, they stick it up their little butts. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, how, that's how I check my temperature every day. Oh, Mike, a little bit too much information there. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> All right. With trending, of course, I want to promote um, my friend BP's um, Podbean Podcast Nation <clears throat> on Facebook. Just listening. Welcome. Um, so I'm going to promote, again, BP's Podbean Podcast Nation on Facebook because it's trending and growing quite fast, I should say. So if you haven't followed Tim lately, um, check it out. Um, if you have podcasts or other things, you can get on there and promote them, even though half the time, I don't know what's going on with my Facebook. Um, I think it let me do it today. I hope so. Um, so, and again, um, Bam Bam and Pebbles are back on Thursday nights. Um, um, we host, I host, and he, when he can, he has every time so far. Um, 
connect, connecting through movies and their soundtracks. Um, it's on Thursday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And um, I promise I am learning how to figure out how we can all watch the movie at the same time instead of in our own houses. Because right now what we do is pick out a movie. It has to be surrounded with good music. Right now um, we watched half of Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie. Um, hi, Rachel. And um, we're going to finish watching the second half this Thursday. So um, I promise I'm looking into that because I have a lot of things I'm trying to do. Um, last night I um, recorded my very first, um, another new segment from the Dina Joe Morning Show, and it's Squats and Thoughts, a health and nutrition show with me, Dina Joe. Thank you, Bam Bam, for the help with the name. <laughs> and um, I dropped my first show last night. I published it. Um, it's out there. It's the first one that I recorded and did on a different device. So it might not be that great of quality, but it is, um, the shows are going to be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, nutrition, exercise, mental health, wellness, you know, difficulties in life, supplements, all that good stuff. Um, that's what that show is going to be about. And I'm, and I'm going to try to do one a week, um, post one. They're not live shows. They're going to be pre-recorded. So the first one that I did was um, a little bit, just a little bit of my story of uh, what I've gone through and why I decided to start exercising and looking into natural health and supplements and all that kind of good stuff. So it's out there. I would appreciate it if you would mind sharing it, downloading it, listening to it. It's not that long. I think it's like 17 minutes long. Um, I would really appreciate it. And thank you so much in advance. So that's out there. Um, <laughs> um, national days I'm going to get to, but I wanted to, and I hope it's still on here. Um, I don't know if you heard this little whiner. I'm sorry. I just can't. I just can't. Um, let's see if it comes up. Okay, good. It's coming up. The Starbucks dude who was complaining. Has anybody heard this? Let's see if it's going to work for me. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Work, work. Oh. No, let's see. Um, I'm going to do it again. Let's do this one. He's complaining because he thinks that Starbucks should be unionized um, Recently, a Starbucks barista tearfully shared their poor working conditions and long working hours schedule, and people on the internet have mixed opinions on her now viral video. The clip initially shared on Twitter. This isn't the one I was trying to play, but let's see what he says. Long, excruciating work hours, working conditions, and rude customers. The video clip was shared on Twitter by far right Donald Trump supporter Sebastian Gorka, and it has received a massive response from netizens ever since. In the video, the coffeehouse company worker explained that they were oh, scheduled just to play work it for, for 25 me. hours during the week and <laughs> eight hours on the weekends while being a full-time student. People wonder why we need a union at Starbucks, and I am literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but, like, I really want to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the background right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It just... <laughs> 
I think I get, I'm a, like a full-time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week. 25 hours a week? They schedule me the entire day, open to close. That one's scheduled for eight and a half hours. Eight and a half hours? He's crying about Saturday and Sunday. I'm like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers. Do you find people? Suck it up, buttercup. There are four people running the whole store, and there's so many customers, and there's possibly scheduled five people. What are your thoughts on this barista story? Let us know in the comment section. I mean, he's a big baby! That's what I think! Oh my god! Are you kidding me? I was just, I couldn't believe it. I just, I'm sorry. I'm, I just can't understand people nowadays. I mean, they just think that they get something for nothing. You know what I mean? It's always something for nothing. I Oh, he had to work two days in a row, eight and a half hours. Yeah, it's not going to let me play the, um, the regular video. I don't know why I'm having problems. Probably because it's too damn cold outside. Um, but uh, people wonder why we need a union. Yeah, here we go. Let's see if it Starbucks. plays the whole thing. And I am literally about to quit. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do it. But I like, just don't I understand really what he's going to do when today. he goes to another place to work. You know what I mean? What does he think is going to happen? When he and when he graduates college, what does he think is going to happen? for 25 hours a week. And on the weekends, they schedule me the entire day open to close. That one's scheduled for eight and a half hours, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers. And we have four people on the floor all day. Only five people were put on the schedule and somebody had to call out and there are four people running the whole store and there's so many customers and there's possibly scheduled five. He literally people. sounds like me when I have a panic <laughs> attack and he's at about eight hours a day. And there's so many customers. And he won't answer the phone. He's too busy videotaping himself. Managers don't care about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend and he took himself off the schedule so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he was on the schedule also he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held <laughs> accountable for not wanting him to come in. <laughs> don't want to help us this poor kid is going to have a mental a breakdown when he hits real life you know what i mean they're scheduling we need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their workers they true we have a managers do need to help their workers but there's so many mobile orders and i need to get through all of them and then people are yelling at me because i don't have their orders ready <laughs> i don't know what to do <laughs> and the customer was misgendering me today like really badly i didn't have their order ready and so they were just like like talking to each other and like she's clearly incompetent i have a full mustache and beard <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i don't get accommodations for being there i'm sorry i shouldn't be laughing i just People. i can't i just can't growing up and having a real job you know i mean i actually had jobs before i was supposed to work i would work under the table at Arby's roast beef because my mom was a manager and the guy who owned it let us kids work because my mom had five of us. I mean, we worked at very young ages. So to me, I'm just thinking about this and going, oh my gosh, these people, I mean, I shouldn't say these people. Gosh, damn, I worked for the public for 22 years. I know. And you know what, BP, you say about the weather? Um, Lewis deals with it all the time. Um, he had, uh, you know, they when he has to check the weather when it's going to snow. Luckily, he's off this week. But um, 
And then the night before he calls people, well, his normal people, but then he calls these other people that are lined up because that's what they want to do. They want to make extra money. Please call us when you have snow. We'll work for you. We'll work for you. We want the money. We want the money. So he calls them, says, okay, we'll come in. So he doesn't call anybody else. He thinks he has it all lined up, goes in the next day. They don't show up. And then they call and say, well, it's too cold outside. Are you kidding me? What did you think was going to be? <laughs> it's snowing. Yeah, it's cold outside. That's why you get paid this amount of money to go out and shovel the snow. It's insane. It's insane. I just can't. I just don't. It would be so hard. I mean, I understand um, if you have something, a, a disability or something that causes you so that you can't, it's harder for you to work eight hours a day. I, I get that. I understand. But this guy just complaining because people are mean. Yeah. Unfortunately, nowadays people are mean and they just do not care about anything. So, um, yeah, I wanted to play that. Um <clears throat> Kind of wanted to go over some of the pictures of um, all the cold. I was going to talk about them and everything. But since uh, I lost all this time being offline, I think I'm just going to start with the Prince because I have a whole, I got a lot of music about him, um, songs that he did. Um, and uh, because I have 17 things that are red flags. <laughs> oh, let me just go real quick. It's Martin Luther King Day. We talked about that. Um, it's National um, Eat Strawberry Ice Cream Day. If you want to do that, it's kind of cold, but um, the pictures of the strawberry ice cream do look good. Um, National Bagel Day. And what? this is my favorite, National Hat Day. <laughs> me and my hats. I love my hats. Um, let's see. Um, National Kombucha Day. National Fresh Squeeze Juice Day. It's Kayla's Day, if you know any Kayla's. Um, National Pothole Day. Stupid potholes. Um, yeah, we love those, hitting those stupid things. So I'm going to save um, 17 things that are red flags um, if you see them in people's homes for Wednesday. Hell, I've been walking to and from work for the exercise of two and a half. Back to my day, we had to walk to school up and down hills in the snow. Do you remember those stories? <laughs> I do. All right, let me see. Prince, um, let's see. Songs written by Prince, and then there's going to be some in there that he sings to towards the end. Um, while he was making albums of his own, Prince, a prolific songwriter and musician, also wrote and produced songs for other artists, and some of them turned into major hits. Most of them did. There are also quite a few covers of Prince songs that became hits for other artists like Cindy Lauper, Shania O'Connor, and Alicia Keys. Prince often used a pen name in these collaborations with other artists to keep his own the spotlight off of him and oh, for the song and let it be the other person giving them the spotlight, which is kind of nice. So the first one I said is the perfect one for today, Manic Monday by the Bagels, Bagels by the Bangles. Um, Prince wrote this um, song under the name Christopher, the name of his character in his movie Under the Cherry Moon. I don't remember that movie. Um, I want to check that one out. And it became um, the Bangles' first hit. The purple one discovered the group 
After coming across uh, their video of one of their earlier singles, Hero Takes a Fall on MTV, he showed up at a Bengals gig in Los Angeles and then put together a very special mixtape for the group, one with two original songs he had written and wanted them to record. The Bengals recorded Manic Monday with the appropriate trepidation that comes with a song written by a superstar. Prince's lifestyle is nothing like the workday grind he pokes fun of in this song, which finds a young lady stressing out about being late for work and trying in vain to get there on time. Um, this being Prince Pin song from the 80s, there is sex involved. We find out that in the last verse that she's late because of her lover, who apparently doesn't work, hit her up for some lovemaking, some bow chicka bow the night before. So here is The Bangles, Manic Monday. <laughs> Manic Monday, The Bangles, off the album Different Light in 1986. It charted number two in the UK and number two in the US and number two in Canada. Manic Monday. All right, we're going to move on to the next song um, that was a Prince song that was redone. Um, great song, Nothing Compares to You, Sinead O'Connor. Prince wrote the original version of Nothing Compares to You for the album 1985 by the family, a band signed 
to his Paisley Park record label. The song only became a hit five years later when Sinead O'Connor covered the ballad in 1990. O'Connor's version went platinum and topped the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. Arguably the most famous Prince song, You Didn't Know, was written by Prince. Um, Nothing Compares to You became so tri- um, tied to Sinead O'Connor that people didn't think it was a cover. Originally released by Prince Sype. Okay, we already talked about that. Um, O'Connor's version hit number 19 and um, it hit number one in 19 countries. Reports CBC and in skyrocketed the Irish singer to stardom in the United States. So here is Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You. It's been seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your mind away I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love away Since you've been gone I can do whatever I want I can see whomever I choose So 
out that Prince did occasionally perform Nothing Compares to You live after O'Connor's released it. He sang it during a live Paisley Park concert in 1999. His estate even unearthed an older version of the song recorded by Prince earlier this year. Nothing compares to you off the album. I do not want what I haven't got. 1990. It would chart number one in all the UK, US, and Canada. I also, I'm going to play a little bit of this version just because I like this guy. A lot of people have done this song. This is Chris Cornell. Just a little bit. It's been seven hours and sixteen days since you took your love away. I go out every night and sleep all day since you took your love Such a bank all I can do whatever I want. A little bit different, huh? I wish you could do a whole show on the different um, versions of this song, you know? All right, so we are going to um, play the next one, and it is Stand Back by um, Stevie Nicks. Um, Nicks co-wrote Stand Back with Prince, and she credits Prince's hit song, Little Red Corvette, as the inspiration for it. Um, Nicks's song hit number five on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1983. That was the year I graduated. Um, in the liner notes to her Time Space album, Nix explains, I got married the day I wrote this song. We were driving to Santa Barbara and a new Prince song came on. So we pulled over um, somewhere and I got the tape. I just gave, it just gave me an incredible idea. So I spent many hours that night writing a song about some kind of crazy argument and it was to become one of the most important of my songs. I've been doing this song for years. Fleetwood Mac does it also, and I've never get tired of it. Stand Back has always been my favorite song on stage because when it starts, it has an energy that comes from somewhere unknown and it seems to have no um, time space. I've never quite understood the sound, but I never quite questioned it. Here is Stevie Nicks with Stand Back. Hi, Davidson. Rex on, welcome. 
Number five, it didn't chart in Canada. So I'm going to move on to the next song that I have, and it is um, Alicia Keys. Um, the song is How Come You Don't Call Me. Um, How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore is the song by Prince. Um, she changed it to How Come You Don't Call Me. Um, it is a ballad of the romantic longing um, with some gospel elements. Um, on his original recording of the song, which was released on the non-album B-side of the 1982 single, 1999, Alicia Keys recorded a cover of the song, retitling it, How Come You Don't Call Me, for her debut studio album, Songs in Minor, in 2001. 
awesome album if you've never listened to it before. Um, she later told Billboard, I have never heard the original before. They gave me a copy of the song on tape. I played it um, every day for three weeks. It was so raw and beautiful and truthful. Um, I was just feeling it. And it really just came out. So here is Alicia Keys with her um, <clears throat> recording of How Come You Don't Call Me. Him carrying the bottles. <laughs> yes, he is VP. That's so cute. of a little baby he's he's been he's able to walk but he can't be more than i don't know two maybe three and he's taking those empty those big empty water bottles was it i have those five gallon water bottles and empty he's taking them off the back of this truck and bringing them into this building back and forth back and forth Songs in Minor, 2001, charted 26 in the UK, 59 in the US, which I can't, I, know, I just can't even imagine it was that. Didn't really chart in Canada. All right, we're going to 
cut you off, Miss Alicia Keys, and go on to the next song by Madonna. The song is Love Song. Um, and you can actually hear Prince in the background of this song. Never heard it before until this list. Madonna wrote this slow jam with Prince and recorded it at Purple Legends Paisley Park Studios. Well, there's two different versions. One says she wrote it there and one said she didn't like it because it was too cold. So the duet was um, sole prod product of much discussed uh, music. Excuse me. So let me start all over again. The duet was the sole product of much discussed music by the pair. Madonna recalls we were friends and talked about working together. So I went to Minneapolis to write some stuff with him, but the only one thing um, came out and that was Love Song. Um, so here it is. Uh, let's see if you've heard it before. Love Song, Madonna, and you can hear Prince in the background. You can totally hear him. Percent, huh? From even from the beginning, the first little. Virgin says, we ended up writing this long distance because I had to be in LA and he couldn't leave Minneapolis. And quite frankly, I couldn't stand Minneapolis. When I went there, it was like 20 degrees below zero and it was desolate. I was miserable and I couldn't write or work under those circumstances. So who knows which one is true? He's one I would have really liked to have seen in concert. I think it would have been really good. Yeah, she's on this list. So, in fact, she's next. <laughs> so, um, that's I. No, that's not I. That is Love Song by Madonna off the album Like a Prayer, 1989. It didn't chart anywhere. So, um, Love Song, Prince and Madonna. All right, the next one is a feel for you. Um, Takakon recorded I Feel For You in 1984, years after Prince put the song in his 1979 self-titled album. Um, Khan's version was a mix of funk, hip-hop, 
and became one of her biggest hits. Um, it even won her the best R&B song um, for a Grammy in 1985. Rolling Stone says Prince wrote the tune for one of his crushes, the jazz funk singer Patricia Russian. Um, Khan, um, according to Rolling Stone, wasn't fully comfortable recording I Feel For You since she was mostly playing what different kind of sound at that time. She said in an interview in 1984, I Feel For You is obviously a song that appeals to a lot of younger kids. So here's Chaka Khan, I Feel For You. again <laughs> it's looking like um can you guys still hear me i hope so oh good good thank you because <laughs> it's saying like it's totally poor internet connection i'm like are you kidding me and they're trying to say that it might be the modem, but it's a brand new modem. Remember when this happened? It happened to me two more, two other times, and I got a new modem. So they're trying to sell me these little storm discs. And I'm like, my bill is already $250 for you guys. It's insane. Insane. I need to figure out how to get that down. It's just too crazy. I, that's the smallest amount of TV channels, which I'm going to talk to these guys because I only, my TV is a smart TV, so I don't watch anything on there. And then their equipment, internet, it's crazy. And that's, that's it, those three things. I know, I paid it yesterday. I paid it yesterday and I was just like so irritated when I paid that bill. And then this morning this happens. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then I called them to tell them that my restart wasn't working. And on the um, recording, it says that, by the way, your personal information might have been stolen from our database. You need to call IDX. I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know how many times it's happened to me in the last two years? I think now that might be 
if I'm on that list, I got to call him. That's another, another one. I think this is probably the sixth time, the sixth time that this has happened. You guys, your information is not safe anywhere. And most of the time, most of them happen from um, doctor's offices, hospital visits, um, x-ray places, all that type of information. A place where you think your information is going to be safe. Yeah, it's not. And social security. Crazy, crazy. Um, no, they're not BP, but the thing is, is that we're going to, we're going to trying to move within, you know, we're packing to move. So I didn't kind of want to get involved with a new company, not knowing if they're going to be where we move to, you know what I mean? Ugh, so irritating. But all right, Chaka Khan, I feel for you off of the album. I feel for you in 1984, charted number one in the UK, three in the US, and two in Canada. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just, I just had to laugh when it's that recording. And I'm going to call these people and they're going to say, well, you're already on our IDX, is I guess like one of those, they protect, you're supposed to protect your data and watch the web, big dark web and make sure your information doesn't get into it. You have to go in and open it up an account, put all your information and you have to give them all your information so that they can make sure that it's not on the web. And so they're going to say, you're already on us. You already have it. And I'm going to say, well, can't you like extend it another year, you know, from this date so that it's protected even more? It's insane. This world is damn crazy. I tell you, tell the company you are. And you know, yeah, they're like, thank you for being a platinum member. You've been with us for 27 years. No, I'm just kidding. That's not how long I've been with them. I've been with them for like 10 years, I think, but it's just insane. It's just crazy, but they want you to sign all this stuff. I'm just, I've had it with them. All right, we're going to move on to some more music. Um, Sugar Walls, that sexy song by Sheena Easton. Um, I hear um, a year after Chaka Khan released it, I Feel For You, um, Sheena Easton came out with her own Prince penned single, Sugar Walls. Um, the record, famous for the lyrics, Come spend the night inside my sugar walls, was controversial at the time. Um, future Vice President Al Gore's wife, Tipper, Gore. She didn't like Prince at all. Included the song, um, the Parents Music Resource Council War on Music Industry. I should look up that list and do the songs on that list and see what they're all about. Here is um, here is Sh um, Sheena Easton's. I usually was going to say Prince. Here is Sheena Easton with Sugar Walls. Yeah, I need to do something because that is way too much money. And I know you can buy your own like um, modems and stuff, and I might look into doing that. Put two of the things. Two of the charges are like uh, service fees charges. And I can't remember. I know one of them is for sporting, um, uh, for to watch sports, which is a bunch of crap because we can't even watch our own Denver Nuggets play because of that, because of a dispute. So it's like that one is like a $20. The two charges are $60 for these two. One is a broadcasting 
and one is a sports fee. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> On top of everything else. That's why so many people are streaming now, you know? Hi, Dave. Welcome. Sorry, I'm mad at Comcast this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Hi, Narish. How are you? Yeah, I, that was part of the reason, um, BP, that we let we had um, Dish and we left them and went to Comcast years ago um, because of that. So, yeah, it's crazy. But if you can't watch it, they shouldn't freaking charge you $19.95 for a sporting charge. All right, so that is Prince wrote um, Sure Walls for the Scottish pop singer Sheena Easton under the name Alexander Nevermind. <laughs> the song hit number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1984 in the U.S. and number 20 in Canada. Um, it's off the album A Private Heaven in 1985. All right, this next song I, cracks me up because it totally reminds me of Purple Rain. I remember going to the movie theater and watching that movie. It's Jungle Love by the time. Um, this funk classic is not subtle. If the singer is letting a girl know that he's not the one that those, he's not one of those nice guys. He has a little bit of a dangerous side to him and he wants to have some fun. The animal sounds add to the jungle atmosphere. The time was put together by Prince. It's unclear how uh, much each group member contributed to the song and how much involvement Prince had in it. But Prince, Morris Day, Jesse Johnson are all credited writers. Day is listed as the producer on the album. Um, Johnson claims that Prince screwed him out of the production credits, um, saying in a 1986 interview, Prince is such an a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> He's so scared of people rising to his level that he also tries to keep them down. Um, don't never, don't never let you do nothing. He only let me write and produce on the last time album cause he, this is how it's written, cause he knew I was quitting. And when I quit anyone, he took my production credits off. I wrote and played and produced stuff like Jungle Love. That's my sound. All right. Drama, drama, drama. Here is the time, Jungle Love. Uh, 
Castles album in 1984. It only charted number 20 in the U.S. It didn't chart anywhere else. This next one, it was by it's by Patty Labelle. The song is called "Yo, Mister." Um, I got to look up this other one. Oh, I think it's in YouTube, but um, I'm going to play this one by Yo Mister Patti LaBelle. Um, it was written and produced by Prince uh, for her 1989 album, Be Yourself. Prince features a ver on various instruments in the background and vocals on the song, which was released in 1989. It became a top 10 hit on the U.S. R&B hip hop songs when it peaked at number six, becoming one of um, LaBelle's biggest R&B hits. So here is um, Patti LaBelle, Yo Mister. Oh, Bob, <laughs> thank you. It was like in really itty bitty Chinese. I couldn't see what it was. It was Jay and Bob, Silent Bob Shark Jack. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Bam Bam. Thank you, Mike. And BP, appreciate you guys. I don't remember this song. The young mister sounds a little familiar, but... That is Prince on the background of that, singing backup vocals on um, Yo Mister by Patti LaBelle. The album Be Yourself, 1989. It charted number six, only in the U.S., nowhere else. Yo Mister. You can hear him just a little bit. Faintly, you can hear him. All right, I'm going to move um, back one. I, I this, I don't know why it wasn't on there, but it's Cindy's Loppers, When You Were Mine. Um, when You Were Mine is a song written and released by Prince on his 1980 album, Dirty Mind. Cindy Lauper's mid-tempo ballad cover version of When You Were Mine is also synthesized based for her 1980 album, She's So Unusual. She performed the single at the 1985 American Music Awards, and it was released exclusively as a promotional single in the United States and received commercial release in Canada and Japan. So here is Cindy Lauper, When You Were Mine, right after this Timo commercial. <laughs> Timu. I met her was this album. She's so unusual. And it says that this song was used as a theme song to the second season of the American True Crime Anthology television series, Dirty John, the Betty Bodrick story. Thank you, bam, bam. Yeah, me and my shoulder pants. <laughs> yes, you have to see the picture to know what we're talking about. <laughs> that is Cindy Lauper. <laughs> when you were mine. <laughs> it said it charted 62 in Canada, but it didn't chart in the U.S. Crazy. So... All right, we're going to move on from Cindy Lauper. Um, let me see. Who do I have next on the list? Um, Marquita, Love Thy Will Be Done. Um, Love Thy Will Be Done is the first single released from the American singer, actress, Marquita. I didn't know she was an actress. Um, second album, Marquita's Kitchen in 1991. The Prince produced single written by Marquita and Prince. And there was a 
couple of songs, I believe, that he helped her on. This song introduced Marquita to the more adult contemporary sound than her previous efforts. The song is particularly remarkable for its constant backline played by the drums and the bass without any variation throughout the song, neither as far as rhythm or intensity or is concerned independently of the other affecting the song. All right, well, let's give it a listen. It's kind of different. It's kind of like a prayer song. Um, and he did that. Either they were very sexual or very spiritual. So here is Love Thy Neighbor by Makita. Very spiritual. I can no longer hide. I can no longer run. No longer can I resist the guiding light. It gives me the power to keep up the fight. Because there's a story um, that he was he was really sick as a child and he was um had it's an epileptic child um he says i've never spoken about this before but i was born epileptic and i used to have seizures when i was young the purple one then went on to say that his parents didn't really have any idea how to deal with the situation but everything worked out anyway. One day I walked in to my mom and said, mom, I'm not going to be sick anymore. And Prince describes the seizures ended. When his mother asked how he knew it, he simply said, an angel came to me and told me so. So, I don't know. Oh, she was on a TV show, Kids Incorporated. Thank you, BP. He did work with a lot of different artists. Um, that is Marquita Love Thy Will Be Done. I do like that song. Album, Marquita's Kitchen, 1991. It charted number nine in the U.S. and number seven in Canada. It's kind of basically what she says the whole time. Um, the next one I have, this is like I told you, every different person. It was Kenny Rogers. The song is You're My Love. Uh, they don't make them like they used to. Um, is the 19th studio album by American country music artist Kenny Rogers. The title track um, was used as the theme song to the box office hit Tough Guys and released as the single um, and in 1986, the song also reached 53 on the country charts, although it did well by hitting number 10 and 20 on the adult contemporary charts. Prince used the alias Joe Coco to write the ballad You're My Love for the country singer. So here it is. You're my love, Kenny Rogers. And Joe Coco. <laughs>
So uh, Kenny Rogers too. That was one of her dudes. <laughs> that is Kenny Rogers. You're my love. Off the album. They don't make them like they used to in 1986. Again, I did only charted on the country charts. So we're gonna move on. Move on. Um, he also did one for Kate Bush too, and that was one of them I thought was kind of weird, but I don't have it on here. Um. Then, um, of course, Sheena E., The Glamorous Life. Glamorous Life is was written by Prince, recorded by the percussionist Sheila E., and produced by both. The song has lyrics, which reflect um, the decadence of materialism, and the song's um, references in the third person who wants to lead a glamorous life, although she is aware that without love, it ain't much. So here is Sheila E., Glamorous Life. And I thought this was from Purple Rain too, I thought. Oh, <laughs> you know, I never, the first time I heard of Kenny Rogers Ro Roasters was um, in Florida. And I never was able, never went to one. But they have them in Canada. <gasps> and you've got food poisoning twice. Damn, Kenny Rogers does not make chicken. <laughs> Food poisoning is the worst. And then, I don't know, at least for me, when I got it, I, I got it when I had I had eaten a pastrami, pastrami sandwich, and I couldn't eat pastrami sandwiches or even smell. The smell of it made me so sick. Up until probably, I think it was three years ago, was the first time I've had a pastrami sandwich since I got sick. And I had gotten food poisoning when I was young. Crazy. You smell that smell that made you sick, and it's just like, ugh. See, yeah, the smell of it, ew, it just makes you like, oh, I can't even. She 
And Sheila um, is, uh, well, her last name is Escobedo. Um, I believe that's how you say it. Um, her father, Pete Escobedo, is a famous um, percussionist also. Like father, like daughter. is The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. off the album, The Glamorous Life, 1984. Um, it charted 76 in the UK, seven in the US, and number three in Canada. I've said this before, and I was totally wrong. No, I mean, it was wrong believing. I never, ever thought, you know, growing up in California, um, a lot of music comes from California. And you think California, um, sometimes New York, blah, blah, blah. But Canada has, not only do they have nice people, <laughs> some of my sweetest people up there. And Batman just entered the room. Hi, Batman. But they have a lot of musical artists that come from Canada. So, yeah, it's... um. Pretty cool. Um, sorry, Batman. No, no can do. All right, we're gonna move on to Kiss. Um, these are now these are songs by Prince. Prince Kiss. Um, that he sung, I should say. Um, the band Maserati, which was formed by Prince's bass player Brown Mark and signed to his Paisley Park record label, asked Prince for a song for the debut album. So he took a break from his parade sessions and dashed off a minute-long bluesy artistic acoustic, I should say, demo for them on a mini tape recorder. Maserati and the producer David Z reworked the song, giving it an irresistible funky groove. Um, when Prince heard it, Prince was smart enough to take the song back. He replaced his lead vocals, added guitar breaks in the chorus, and included it as a last minute addition to the Parade album. So here is Kiss, Prince. Yes, Tom Jones's version, and um, oh, I have it. Uh, is it Art of Noise that he sings with too? I believe. I'm all up yet. We're gonna have panties thrown everywhere. <laughs> Welcome, UAGFKBNJ. Good morning, plus 
Mama knew you were her. Jones and see that that's Prince with Kiss. Hi, crazy lady. All right, so here's Tom Jones and Art of Noise right after this bounty commercial. You don't have to be Thank you, BP. I think I clicked on the wrong one, BP. I had yours in another one. We'll see. Tom Jones is great, man. <laughs> Hi, Jane. Welcome. I don't think this is the right one. Oh, let me hold on a second. Yeah, it is the same one. It's exactly the same one. I thought there, there was one, maybe it was a live one that I was thinking about with these guys. But it's the same one. So that is um, a Tom Jones doing his version of Prince's Kiss. All right, we're going to move on to um, the next song that I have by Prince, and it's Darling Nikki. Prince wrote this song for the movie Purple Rain. In the film, he finds out his girlfriend, Abalonia, has taken up with his namasas, Morris. Um, so he sings this song to her in a club to embarrass her, which he does. She runs off before the performance is done. So here is Darlene Nikki. South Osman, hi. Hi. 
girl named Nikki. I guess she can say she was just a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating with a magazine. She said, How'd you like to waste some time? And I could not resist when I saw little Nikki grind. And I just couldn't believe my eyes She had so many devices Everything and money to buy She said, sign your name on the title line The lights went out And Nikki started to cry Oh, okay, great. thank you, BB I think, let me, I did just follow him Again, you guys, um, last night I um, pu uh, published my first show of my new um, segment, Squats and Thoughts, um, a new show by Dina Joe. So I'd appreciate it if you could download it and give it a listen. Tipper Gore, again, she didn't like Prince. Um, when she heard her 11-year-old daughter listening to this song, she about had a heart attack. She became outraged and started the Parents Music Resource Center, PMRC, to fight against songs with offensive lyrics. Led by wives of U.S. politicians, the PMRC got hearings on the issue where musicians like Frank Zappa, Dee Snyder, John Denver spoke out against the form of censorship in music. Tipper was followed by many who supported the rights to free speech and no laws were passed restricting lyrics. Darling Nikki from the album Purple Rain, 1984, charted in the U.S. at number nine. We're going to move on to the next one. All right, the next one I have is Let's Go Crazy. Um, the lyrics are about getting through life and the battle against evil, it says, Satan being the de-elevator. We are encouraged to not allow the devil to break us down and instead to turn to God to help us by going crazy and punching the higher floor, which is God, he says. Um, the beginning of the song is one of the most famous spoken intros in pop history. Prince takes the persona of a preacher and is joined by a church organ as he gives what amounts to a sermon. I'm reminding us that we should enjoy life knowing that we can look forward to a world of never ending happiness when we die. Here is Prince. Let's go crazy. Dearly beloved, 
thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. It was I did it on a different device, so the sound wasn't that great. But if I didn't publish it, I wasn't going to, as one of my friends knows um, all too well. So I just published it. So it'll continue to get better. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you better listen, South Odd Man. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Mike. The episode is called Squats and Thoughts, so they'll see it on there. Because I like doing my squats. <laughs> my knees don't like it. Thank you, Ozzy. Appreciate you. Thank you, Mike. Wednesday, the music I'm going to be doing is by um, songs written uh, by Ryan Tutter of One Republic. So there'll be the songs that he did, kind of like I've done with the Prince, and then at the end, some of his um, One Republic songs. So it'll be Wednesday, and then Friday, of course, we'll be finishing off Johnny Cash. Hi, Boss Player T. How are you? I hope you're well. Following Prince's death, the Minnesota Wild ice hockey team made the decision to honor him by playing the song when celebrating goals at their home stadium. The song was chosen after a fan poll was conducted to help find a goal theme to replace Joe Sartorini's crowd chant. So let's go crazy. Prince off the album Purple Rain, 1984. It would chart number seven in the UK, number one in the US, and number two in Canada. So I have one more left for you today. We're going a little bit longer than I normally do because I had problems earlier <laughs> this morning um, with the internet. Um, I don't know what it is, but so we're going to move on to the last song that I have is 1999. After this guitar. 
kind of too good to cut them off. <laughs> All right, that's Let's Go Crazy. All right, so 1999, um, it was written in 1982 during the height of the Cold War. The party jam has a much deeper meaning as Prince addresses the fears of nuclear Armageddon. Um, under the Reagan administration, the United States was stockpiling nuclear weapons and taking a hawkshaw stance against the Soviet Union, which he referred to as the evil empire. Prince doesn't sing on his on this track until the third line. The first lead vocal is backup singer Lisa Coleman. So um, here is uh, Prince and Lisa Coleman, 1999. Bruno Mars. I was like, I can't think of his name. Bruno Mars was another really good one, too.
So really Stones Rake 1999, number 339 of their list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Following Prince's death, the song recharted on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 41, later moving up to number 27, making it the fourth separate time the song has re-entered the Hot 100 and the third different decade in which the song recharted. Thank you, Bam Bam. Thank you, Ozzy. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Boss Player. Hi, Rock. How are you? A rocking, I should say. Sorry. <laughs> That was 1999. France, of the album 1999 and 1883. Charted number two in UK, number 12 in the US, and number eight in Canada. Again, on Wednesday, um, my music usually always starts around 820 ish. -ish. I'm going to be doing. Um, Songs written by Ryan Tutter of One Republic and then end with some Run Republic songs. Friday will be um, following up with Johnny Cash's Walk the Line soundtrack. So, yeah, I'm so glad. Again, I never, ever, like, push my stuff on you guys, but I did do, again, my, um, it's kind of my story, and it's uh, the new segment that I'm doing. It's not a live one. It's Squats and Thoughts, um, a nutrition and uh, wellness uh, show with Dina Joe, And it's just a little bit of my story as to why I got into um, kind of more of a natural health and supplements and exercise and mental health and all that good stuff. So it's my story. And then I'm going to try to do, they're going to be 15, 30 minutes long. I'm going to try to do one a week, put it out there. Um, it's going to be all over the place. If there's a subject like that that you'd like me to talk about, um, research, um, please contact me and let me know, and I will definitely do that. But I'm going to start with like supplements that I looked into um, for my own health reasons and why I take them. And um, again, I'm not a medical professional, so um, don't believe everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> you got to do your own research, do your own research. But please, if you would, if you would download it, um, even if you just download it, I appreciate it. It only grows because of you guys. So um, I need to get it out there onto BP's um pod being podcast nation. If you haven't heard of that yet, I need to get that out there so everybody else can see it. So yeah, um, it was, it was fun. Like I said, it's not perfect. Um, I'm going to learn more. I did it on a different device, but I appreciate Bam Bam. Um, I know that um, Beans um, Scooters listen to it. Mike's listen to it. So um, thank you guys. I appreciate that very, very, very much. And I appreciate you guys coming back this morning um, after it would seem like forever for my modem to come back up. Um, thank you for coming back and being here. Thank you. 
I love you guys so much. Anyway, I'm going to leave you guys like I always leave you. Ah, my squeaky voice. Be the reason someone smiles today. Let your smile change the world, but don't let the world change your smile. I always tell you it's going to. It really is going to try to change your smile. Don't let it. Um, and if nobody's told you lately, you are loved and appreciated. So have a great rest of your day. Um, for all of you that are in the cold, stay warm. I know it's freaking freezing cold over here. So stay warm. Be safe. Watch your back. I love you guys. Hey, I see hey. you on the day. Bye, Kitty Cat. Bye, Mike. Bye, Bam Bam. Bye, BP. New Rock Boss Player T. Love you guys. Bye.